0: Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast.
1: I am Brian McKinney. I am sitting to the left of the Wheezy in Sandsbury. <laughs> I think I'm better. I'm getting better. a lot better. Yeah? You're a lot better? I, I, I feel like I am. Okay. I also feel like that doctor's uh, prognosis that I could have this thing for four weeks is about spot on. Is that how long you've had it? Four weeks? Oh yeah, at least. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was, maybe he was wrong. <laughs> but I'm feeling better, Brian. That's good. Thank you. Thank you That's for noticing good. my my wheezy cough. Well, it's it's it does seem to be getting better. It is. It seems to be morphing into something else. Oh you think so? I mean I
0: mean the complexity of it. It's changing into something different. I don't know if that means it's going away or it's just adapting to the medicine. It
1: sounds used. it sounds like you're describing a tropical storm. Yeah, basically. It's like it's, it's upgrading to a hurricane.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you, uh, maybe maybe you put that medicine in and it's like well, screw it. I'm just gonna change my chemical makeup to stay with this guy. <laughs> I'm like a ninja turtle now. Yeah, I'm like a medicine ninja turtle. Could be, could be. Um, so let's hope not, Glenn. I mean, I'm no doctor,
1: <laughs> but uh, but I play one on TV. <laughs> I know a thing or two. <laughs> I've been to a doctor's office. That's true. So um, you're just as qualified as he is, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, that reminds me about being a web designer. <laughs> Why, Brian? Do people... I don't, I don't want to get into that, Glenn. Yeah, That's a terrible okay. thing to get into. Nope. Uh, speaking of terrible things to get into, <laughs> me and Glenn <laughs> are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Uh, you don't want to... You just Look, I, I'm just going to straight out tell people this. Look, you don't want to get into this, okay? No. You don't want to start, because once you start, you can't stop. It's like a can of Pringles. That's right. No popping, no, poppin', no stopping. That's right. It's right. like a pizza shuttle pizza.
1: You can't just have one slice. No.
0: You can't look at just one tack on Gentleman.com. You get in there, you start commenting on things, you start liking things, you start posting things. It's a slippery slope, my friends. So I must urge you, for your own safety, don't visit Gentleman.com. Don't go. Don't go to Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com. Don't go. Forget about it. Gentleman.com. Go to Gentleman.com. Don't. Go to Gentleman.com. Yes. Whatever you do, don't. Listen to our warning. Go to Gentleman.com. That's right. Um, so anyway, Glenn, uh, if you want to go to Gentleman.com, that's just fine. You're not going to catch anything like Glenn did from going there. Well, wash Glenn, your hands of it. Glenn has his cough. He didn't get it from Gentleman.com. I, I have kids. That's where I got it from. Okay. There we go. Walking, I like, walking Petri dishes. Let's blame your kids instead yeah. of the website. Right. Our website's totally safe. Right. You're not going to get a cough from it. Yep. Um, but if you want to get in touch with us and tell us about your own wheeziness. Um, yeah. You can you can do so. You can send us a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag at PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. We will get your letter. We will put that on the Combination Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know as the Hall of Fame.
1: Hall of Fame,
0: um, and we will discuss it on the Gentleman Podcast. So send a letter on over to us. We like to use the U.S. Postal Service because they are the best postal service in the United States. That is correct. There are others; they're imitators. You know, just like Gentleman.com.
1: There are other they're, they're postal service imitators. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> UPS, <laughs> email. They're a parcel service, <laughs> not a postal service. Oh, I see. Not the USPS. No, 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 no. Okay. UPS. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. So, look. Anyway, the point is, Glenn... Support the U.S. Postal Service. They're the best Mm -hmm. around. Nothing's going to ever get them down. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Also, if you want to get in touch with us, but you don't want to use the Postal Service, maybe you're a bigger fan of the Parcel Service, which I don't understand. Uh, Maybe you're a communist. Yep. Um, No judging here. No, 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 no. That's fine. uh, That's fine by us. We have no problem with that. You can send us an email to howdyatgentleman.com, or you could... Get on Facebook, on your little Facebook account, and at Reply Us or whatever the heck. Communist Facebook account. That's right. That's right. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we have no problem with that. <laughs> uh, we got no problems with Facebook. We've got no problems with communists. No. Uh, we got no problems with UPS. Nope. If you want to sponsor the Gentleman Podcast, go ahead and send us a check. To the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box 442305 Lawrence, Kansas 66044 via the Postal Service. And we will gladly... Uh, we will gladly promote your service. So anyway, Glenn, we look. We're getting ourselves into a lot of trouble here, and it's only five minutes into the show. <laughs> so are. let's let's uh, get
1: it moving here with our drink of the week. Yes. All right. So the drink of the week this week I picked up, and uh, kind of threw Brian right on the spot because he didn't know what I was picking up. So I will go ahead and do my best to uh, tell a little bit about the brew. And mm-hmm. today is a this is a this is an interesting uh, little beer because it's pretty. It's from a brewery that's in Springfield, Missouri. It's called uh, Mother's Brewing Company, mm-hmm. which is... Springfield's fairly close to us. It's probably two hours away, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, as as never flies. been there. Never okay. been there. Uh, I think... Or I have. I definitely have. Um, and um, nice little town. And this brewery actually just launched uh, coming to Lawrence. Yeah. Being stocked in local liquor stores in Lawrence. Uh, I've seen signs for it
0: and, and a couple things, and I was wondering what was going on. So. I've,
1: I've heard about this brewery before. Like, mm-hmm. people, you know... In other places, yeah. Um, th- this brew has been touted quite a bit, and so Mother's Brewing Company, Springfield, Missouri. And so I'm at the liquor store, and I'm talking to the employee there, which is I- I'm going to be honest is sometimes hit or miss, Brian. Uh, sometimes you get some interesting suggestions, and I, you know, you can kind of tell, right? But see, hibiscus goes right for right uh, different what, liquor store. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, anyway, so this guy's like, "Have you tried any of the Mother's Brewing Company?" I said. No, no, I haven't. All right. What should I get? And he points me to this particular brew called uh, Three Blind Mice. And he says it's their most popular. And he says it's also the weirdest brew they have, huh. hmm. which um, intrigued me. I'm I'm kind of the you know the 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 renegade. You know, I I I like to try weird things. I'll try anything once. All right. Yeah. The weirder the better. Maybe. Kind of. Sort of. Anyway. So anyway, um, the Three Blind Mice. Um, is a brown ale, but it has, it's kind of like a, an English brown ale, a German alt beer, and an Irish red. And so that's why they get the three blind mice the name from. Okay. It's 5.5% alcohol, 24 IBUs, the, the International Bitterness Units. So really low on the hoppy scale. Okay. If you're a hophead, sorry, we're not gonna really review much that you're gonna appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so low on the hops, and uh, high in the heart. High in the heart. Okay, Glenn, so the, the only thing I want to... This this does look interesting. The only thing I want to say about this one,
0: uh, and that is... I, I, was, I was on the, the page for the beer itself, mm-hmm. um, and I was reading about it, and they have uh, beer specs, which is good. It has the specs for the beer, and it has the brewmaster's original notes. So the guy that created the beer wrote notes about... Uh, yeah. Uh, to describe it. Uh, it's... So anyway... I'm not going to read it, because it's it's very dense with brewmaster... Brew, brew jargon. Yeah, brew jargon. Uh, but I did flip over to the Good Times tab. Okay. And I don't know what the Good Times tab is supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a hungry tab, which describes some some food you could eat with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Good Times tab is, I guess, like the... Maybe just the, just the layman's terms description of the beer. Um, I mean, my favorite sentence from this it says, You'll never go wrong with three blind mice. But we find it's best by the light of the moon or the crackle of the fire.
1: Ooh. Well, we, we do have the light of the moon. That's true. That's true. We don't it have the dark fire right now. There's yeah. no fire. Fire would have been handy, Brian. Look, here's the problem with the fire. Okay. If I start a fire up
0: right now, I've got to be up until like two in the morning, waiting on the fire to That's dissipate. True. So
1: there's a certain time frame. All right. Well, so I mean, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Shall we? Uh, shall we dive into this? Oh, before yeah. we do the price point. So, all right. Brian, our our, pro- our proprietary patent pending scale mm-hmm. for beer, the MTS, the mm-hmm. um, mustache twist scale, relies on a few factors. We rely on the alcohol content, which is five point five percent in this particular brew, which is just middle of the road, mm-hmm. normal. Okay. The price, which was eight fifty for a six pack, so that's pretty normal. right, the
0: normal, yeah,
1: right in the average range. Mm-hmm. Okay, so n- no no pluses, no minuses there. And, uh the hops we talked about low hops for Brian and I that's a wonderful wonderful thing that's good yeah so uh shall we yeah okay cheers
0: weird huh mine tastes fine I think you were maybe you have some other taste I'm gonna cleanse your palate or something
1: maybe maybe yeah mm. all right so what do you think is weird about it I don't know. It just kind of had a maybe. You might. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm having an off time. I I don't know. Okay. So the beer is. uh, It's kind of sweet. It's a little sweet, but also kind of like it's got the earthy uh, sourish. A little sourish. Yeah. Yeah. The brown is like (laughs) brown. It's very brown tasting. It tastes brown. The brown taste. That actually could be skewed the wrong way, Brian. Let's not. Uh, uh, golden brown. Yeah. Um, I mean that in the best way. Right. A, a, a good tasting brown. Um, brown and down. Right? Is that how that goes? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: okay, Glenn. Well, uh, okay, so we know the specs on the beer. Uh,
1: where do you sit on the MTS? The thing is, is that I can't figure out. I can't. Is I don't just see what me? you're hung up on. I don't see it. Well, what I'm getting at is I can't define it like it's hard to tell mm. what's going on you know what i mean like but it tastes fine to me yeah i know but i'm trying to provide a visual mm. i this thought you weird. i thought you were saying that you were you had some kind of a problem with it You're like, oh no 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 no, no 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 i have no okay. problem with the beer okay i'm just trying to describe it and i can't mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. mm. there's a lot it, it's 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 smooth it's yes. a little sweet. It, it actually tastes brown. Yeah. Um. It's a good solid beer. It, it's it's a nut brown, I think. So mm-hmm. you got a little bit of, a, kind of a little bit of that nut coming through. Yeah. I don't know. I would. I would. This is a solid brew. I would. I would get it again. Yeah. I would get it again. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I I want to try some of their other stuff too, but. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, this I, I would get it again. This is a relatively new brewery. Um, for as far as far as I can tell, they don't give any actual dates. Yeah. You know, which is pretty odd for brewery. Cause the that's like, a little weird. Well, I guess our problem is that we've been
0: dealing with all these breweries that have these claim to fames. Like, we're the first people to ever put beer in a bottle that was in a craft. Uh, in a brown bottle. In a brown bottle yeah. with uh, our own custom logo on it. Right. All these breweries, they have some weird like. We're, we're, we're the we're, first
1: brewery on this street in Boulder.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so they, they they make no cl- no such claims at Mother's Brewery. So maybe they don't they don't need to be the first that did this. Maybe they're the last. Doesn't matter. Unassuming, unassuming. They're going to make great beer, and that's what they're standing by. So I like that. I like that about the brewery. They're not
1: trying too hard. No, it's yeah. good. I, I it's yeah. it's a yeoman's beer. Yeah, it's a it's a workhorse. Yeah,
0: yeah. They call it a session ale. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so anyway, Glenn. All right. So what, uh, what? What are you? What are you going for on
1: the MTS scale? Uh, okay. So it's no plus or minus points on the price, no plus or minus points on the alcohol content, no right. plus or minus on the IBU. So it's really middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, man. I'm, I mean, the first number that jumped out of my head of course, adhering to our scientific Mm -hmm. rigorous standards, Mm -hmm. um, it's an 8. Okay.
0: Straight up 8. I was going to go (laughs) 7.9. Because here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing about this beer, is that maybe I'm getting jaded by rating all these beers, Mm -hmm. but I I just, I expect they're, now this is only according to the guy at the liquor store, but I, he works at a liquor store, so I trust him. Empiric, I like just... Out of the gate, the guy looks like he drinks a lot of beer. Okay, there you go, <laughs> completely legitimate. So yeah. he's he's saying that this is their most popular beer, and if I'm having their most popular beer right now, yeah, it's just not really jumping out at me. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. Sometimes when you have a beer, even if it's just like a your normal brown ale, you're like, man, this is good, right? And and, and this just it, it's not doing it for me. It's but there. It's not. It's not a bad beer. It's just not great, right? And exactly. So, so anyway, so
1: I, I was I was at seven point nine. And you said you said right at eight, yeah. I think, and then the other thing too that's kind of got working against us right now. Or yeah. The brewery has working against it is that there's been all this hubbub about it, right? Yeah, there's been all this, this, this you know, yep. f- fever, mm-hmm. f- fever, fervor about the. <laughs> oh, I got a fever. <laughs> I, got a fever. <laughs> uh, I need mothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Well,
0: uh, let me. Okay, just all right. So you said eight point one. Right. I said seven point nine. Let me put that into the. Right. MTS calculator, uh, the the server mainframe. Yes. And uh, let me see what how it comes out.
1: While, while you're doing that, I okay. want to give a quick shout out to our, our good friend uh, Amon Shees. Uh, Twitter handle I won't spell it because it's it, it, I can't I can't do off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But he sent us mock-ups of what he he thinks that the MTS calculator should look like. Wow. Okay. And it is it is stunning. Uh, wow. It is very good. I I will tell I will tell everyone what I told. Him via Twitter that feels like it was was devoid of a lot of blinking lights, which is what really.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got this whole circle. A lot of diodes. You know. We have this whole room right. that I've had to allocate in my house to the right. MTS server. It's right. a it's a gargantuan machine. Right. It's I mean, like
1: it's, it's like really warm in there, you know. Yeah. It's always hot.
0: Yeah, the fans are blowing. A lot of a lot of energy coming off that box. Okay, so uh, I, I just finished up oh. typing this up. That uh, the uh, it's printing out now. Um, okay, gotta give it a cup. It's still it's rolling through, rolling through, rolling through. Right. Uh. Okay, here it is. Okay. Uh, it came out to a seven point nine five.
1: Wow. Okay, that's about where I thought it would land. but I I wasn't
0: sure. You never know with the MTS. Once you, it's like the um, it's like the BPI for college basketball. It's it's a computer rating. It takes totally unbiased. Takes the input and it takes all the factors and it puts it into a report that I and I just you know it's it's this huge report. But basically, the only really important takeaway is what the final mts rating is which is 7.95 real quick let's look at what uh our our good friends our compatriots our our, our good buddies over at the our uh, frenemies are at beersnob.com i think they're um, our frenemies um and they have
1: oh yeah
0: wow they wow they they've got it at an eight eight zero. It's bro- like reading my mind. The bros haven't re- weighed in on it yet. I, so. Do we even need to bring up the bros? I don't even know if the bros... I don't even know either. Um, I don't know, Glenn. But, so, beersnob.com is, once again, plagiarizing our scores. Yeah. Our patent-pending proprietary MTS empirical beer rating system. If you can't beat them, steal their rating system. That's true. That's true, Glenn. That's how that saying that. goes. Can't fault them for that. Nope. Okay, Glenn, let's move on to some interesting posts. the last week or so. And Glenn, we are starting with. I mean, this guy posts once in a while, but when he does, I, I can't even, I don't even want to. How can you put into words the brilliance? I mean, the, the sheer majestic. Yeah, majestic, uh, amazing, timely, stupendous uh, art form. Uh, yeah, art. That, that doesn't really. It really is art. Okay. What this guy posts on here mm-hmm. really is art, Glenn. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I I'm just saying. I, I really appreciate the stuff that he posts,
1: and his, his name is Brian. Wow. Wait. Um, I'm looking at his avatar here. It looks. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of like, like you actually. Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. The guy holding the axe in the podcast <laughs> promo. Glenn, look. I. Uh, <sighs> oh, you
0: posted this? Yes, I did post this. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I posted this, Glenn, but. Uh, you can rest assured that this is, this is a very good post because I posted it. Okay. You've got right. your stamp of approval on it. Uh, so, Glenn, this is a story all about Conan visit, visiting Cuba. Conan and I remember Brian. hearing about this when it happened. Uh, I think they just aired the episode in the last couple of days. Um, and I didn't get to watch the episode yet, but I am going to watch it. Um, but it, it basically is just a short article with a couple of awesome pictures of Conan. Of course, he's, they've got one of him sitting uh, on a classic car yep. with a white... Tweed suit
1: thing, the old going on. seersucker. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not tweet. the seersucker. It's like yeah. a. It's like your typical white, like Miami style. Yeah. Suit. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's um, funny because Conan's this pasty, you know. Yeah. Irish dude. Right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that, that picture is just is,
0: awesome. This is great because right after they lifted the sanctions on visiting Cuba, uh, Conan was like. Let's go. Let's let's get this done. Let's go. So he and a camera crew flew over there, and I think just impromptu for four days, just did whatever. You know, he just wanted to to go around and film the country. He thought it was a really cool opportunity, so he did that. Um, and, and it basically just kind of touches on the fact. A couple of things here. Um, first of all, he really tried to make the jokes all about him. He, he was pretty sensitive to the fact that he, he was going over to this other country, and it was right. one of the first, you know, American tourists. Television personalities to go over there, so he didn't want to go over there and make jokes about the country because, man, that would be pretty crappy of him. Right, know? right. So he was careful about that, which is really cool. Conan's a smart guy; he knows he knows how to pull that off, right? Um, and he said basically he just you know traveled around the country and made fun of himself. And uh, but the other great thing about this is that Andy Richter, his his compatriot, yeah. was not able to make the trip. So he said, "This is a quote from the article." He said, "We borrowed a cafe table, put an old microphone on it." Uh, and a band of three or four women were playing nearby, so I asked them to be my house band and, and then we call we found a guy named that we called Cuban Andy who <laughs> who I actually have better chemistry with <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so they just kind of threw it all together, and uh it should be really interesting to see I, i'm i 'm excited about it I think conan 's a pretty funny guy, so
1: he 's he 's really funny like yeah. The the I just can't stop laughing at the pictures in this. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the one where he's dancing in the street with the the Cuban band, and all that stuff is just. Yeah, I'll, I think he's hilarious, and I think the thing I, I think the thing that is most funny about Conan and you touched on is that he's so he's self deprecating. He's not like making fun of other people as much as he's making fun of himself. Right. He's a goofy dude. He's a tall, odd. I mean, yeah. He's just a goofy dude and he knows it and he just plays it up. And him in Cuba is like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. But it works. It's, oh man. The suit sums it up. I mean, the suit? <laughs> it's,
0: it's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's,
1: it's, it's uh, Don Johnson in uh, um, like Miami Vice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Minus
0: the sleeves rolled up. Right, right. It's pretty crazy. Um, so, anyway, Glenn, I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Posted to gentleman, gentleman.com and other people agreed with me. They did. The people have spoken. Uh, and I, we're going to have to do a toast to Conan one of these days, because he's he's got a really good background. Yeah. And uh, I want yeah. talk about that at some Mental point. Mental note. But let's... Uh, but yeah, we, we should move along with the episode then.
1: We, we should... Um, this next post was added by our good buddy, On Your Keister. And mm-hmm. this is a Yahoo News piece. Mm-hmm. And I would like to think... I think they slurped it in from somewhere else, as Yahoo News tends to do on an occasion. But the title... Well, that was an unfortunate um, playing words there. Uh, the title is Hidden Reference to Lewinsky Scandal and Clinton Portrait. And um, basically, the article, this uh, there's a um, portrait of Bill Clinton leaning against the fireplace that is in the National Portrait galley, Gallery in... Um, well, it is in the galley right now. The galley? Yeah, it's in the galley.
0: Right. <laughs> basically. Uh, sorry, did me interrupt? No,
1: no, you're fine. Um, so the uh, the the portrait is in the National Gallery, and the artist has come out and said um, that the uh, there's a shadow in the picture, and the shadow you, you don't really see it at first. It looks like it might be made by plants on the mantle or something. Yeah, the shadow is actually supposed to represent the Lewinsky scandal. And he said he created it by setting up a, a, a dress on a, a stand, like a, like, a, like a mannequin, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then shining light over it, and then shining that shadow, and then recreated it on top of the picture. Right. And so, you know, the whole symbolism of the, symbolism of the blue dress and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, allegedly, um, so the artist is saying, you know, yeah, I did this. I thought, here's the quote. <laughs> the reality is he's probably the most famous liar of all time. He and his administration did some very good things, but I can never get this monica thing completely out of my mind and subtly it's subtly incorporated in the painting. Um anyway, really interesting thing because now now that Hillary Clinton is running for president, mm-hmm. the artist claims that she is having it mothballed. Yeah. This this article's it's really
0: weird. It and is I- odd. You know, all politics aside and whatever, like I don't really right. have an opinion on on that scandal or whatever. I, You know what? It, it's it is what it is. But it's history. Uh it, The artist coming out and saying all this stuff right now. It's interesting because he says that they're trying to they hate the they hate the painting. Right. And they're trying to hide it. Right. And then they, like, contact the National Gallery, and they're like, well, we typically do actually rotate paintings around, and right now we have one that's on loan that we're showing. So we don't have it out there right now, but it's not because there's a shadow in the painting. Right. It's kind Uh, of a he said, she said. Yeah, it's really weird. And it, I mean, it definitely, like, from when I read the article, it definitely came off like he had an ax to grind. Yep. You know, like, this guy really has an end for them. I don't know if he had some bad experience when he was making the painting or what, but... (laughs) Um, you know, who knows if it's true or not. I mean, if according to the artist, that's what happened. I'm not sure, but it it, it is an interesting story. And it really got me thinking, Glenn, about like other famous paintings in the past and what, like what else has been slipped into paintings that we don't really know or we're not... 100%. 100%. I don't know. I, I'm sure there's all kinds of stories like this.
1: Yeah. I, I Yeah, all those all those portraits that were done of presidents, mm-hmm. of past historical figures like Napoleon or, yeah. you know, all those weird characters. I'm sure the people, or, you know, queens and kings and, you know, royalty. Yeah. I'm sure the people painting them couldn't wait to add some little
0: There's got to be all barb. kinds of, like, Easter eggs. Yeah, in all exactly. Paintings. And that's what this is. I mean, he...
1: I don't. Who knows? Ta-da!
0: Who knows if this is true or not? I mean, the, the the shadow in the painting is pretty prominent, so it does seem like it's very intentional. I mean,
1: yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know, Glenn. But it, okay. So here's the thing. He claims that Clinton was there. He was basically painting with Clinton there in the room, right? You know, and then when Clinton left, he put up this this mannequin with the dress on it to to make the light that certain way, so that he could do that. Can you imagine him doing that, and then Clinton comes back in, and he's like, Oh, I forgot my... Uh,
1: yeah. What's going on here? Hey, have you seen my memo pad? Yeah. Hey, what's that? Yeah. I've seen that dress before. <laughs>
0: Seriously, like... Monica? That
1: seems... <laughs> gosh,
0: that seems like a bad idea.
1: Yeah, and, and like, who... Well, if it's actually true, like, did he actually put a blue dress on? Yeah. Yeah, It does I mean, it have
0: to be blue? I mean, couldn't you just, like you know, oh, I was just, uh, I needed a prop for this light so that I just, you know.
1: Yeah, and you got to think, a guy who is, you know, good enough to commission, to be commissioned to paint presidents Mm -hmm. could probably kind of freehand a a dress shadow. And here's the thing about this that's
0: really weird. is like, I was thinking about this, and this guy is like, he definitely has some some kind of qualm with the Clintons. You know, like, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's strictly the politics of it, the presidential stuff. I don't know what that is. But if you're... If you make it to that level and you're in the same room with the president and you're right. painting his portrait, how right. cl- I mean, shouldn't they vet that really, really well? <laughs> you know, like I-
1: hey, uh, quick question before we get in, uh, do you hate the president? Yeah. Oh oh you do. In <laughs> oh, <laughs> fact yeah. how do we get around this?
0: Well, all right. Eh, okay. You're still a good painter. Yeah, we, we we appreciate your work. Let me tell you something. If a painting of me ever gets commissioned, <laughs> I wanna make sure that it's somebody that likes me. Yeah. Right. You know? Like, I don't want somebody that hates me making a painting of me. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff they could oh, do man. to
1: make me look bad. Does, does my nose look that big? <laughs> yes. Is it, is it really that big? I guess I just never noticed it was that big. <sighs> I don't know, Glenn. My eyebrows, I think. They-
0: yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I don't know, Glenn. Who knows if it's true? It's According to the artist, it is. Um, I mean, what better source than the artist? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's been so long. I mean, you could also come up with... A lot of different stories. I don't know. I guess we just have to take him at his word. That it is, in fact, a mannequin with a blue dress on it, casting a shadow on the painting that's supposed to represent a shadow on Bill Clinton's presidency.
1: Most famous liar of all time, according to the... <laughs> according uh, to the artist. I mean, he may, it wasn't like he danced around it. He was no. like, well, I think his... Uh, he could have said something clever, like, you know, I think his presidency was marked by, you know, the stain of blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, well gosh, I'm doing the, the- some awful... <laughs> Can I redo uh, that? Anyway, he could have said it, but he's like, no, no, this yeah. dude—he was a t- most t- famous, t- t- most famous liar of all time. Yeah. Uh, um, well, anyway, anyway, Glenn. All right, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? On your keister, great tack.
0: There's a lot of famous liars out there. That's a bold statement.
1: That, there, there were, there were, and there are. Mm-hmm. And probably, probably most of them are politicians. I hate to. Uh, uh, we're painting with a wide brush there <laughs>
0: but, without putting a mannequin up glenn but
1: that but that brush you know <laughs> has seen a lot of paint yeah it's you true. know what i'm saying
0: That's true glenn
1: okay let's get let's let's move <sighs> on we're just getting ourselves
0: into more, we more are. trouble here um this next post was added by our good buddy our friend our legend on gentlemen and elsewhere and in our hearts and in our hearts uh the and this this I I, I don't want to. I'm afraid of alarming people when I make. Okay, this is this really kind of a downer. um, um, Look, you're not supposed to say bomb. You know what I mean? Right. This is a time bomb that we're about to talk about. Right. And this is you know this so this could be frightening. Let's just. I just want to warn people out there that the next
1: the next hack could be very frightening. If you have sensitive um, uh, systems, yes. Turn it off now. Okay. Um, if you
0: just want to turn it off, turn it off now. Yeah, well, I'm sure everybody already has, so this shouldn't be a problem. Okay, but anyway, no problem. The title is called "Decades of Human Waste Have Made Mount Everest a Fecal Time Bomb." <laughs> Glenn,
1: <laughs> wait, wait, you got to read Zamoose's uh, description below the pic below the the tack picture.
0: Oh yeah, so Zamoose's uh, description of the tack. Uh, listen, just just forget about trying to climb route number two. <laughs> Um, oh, Glenn, yes, so this is this is a, this is an interesting kind of behind the scenes story of something that you never really think about. But mm-hmm. uh, Sir Edmund Hillary and then uh, Tenzing Norgay they climbed Mount Everest in 1953, and since then, 4,000 climbers have replicated that feat. Now, along the way, this and this is from direct America, along the way, people have left oxygen canisters. Broken climbing equipment, trash, human waste, and even dead bodies in their wake, transforming the once the once pristine peak into a pile of well, you get the idea, right? Um, so anyway, they're basically just saying that people are supposed to remove their trash waste, from yeah. when they're when they're leaving their expedition, but oftentimes climbers ignore that advice, and right? Well, you're
1: just trying to survive, yeah. You know? I think that the, the idea is that they're supposed to... Yeah. I think I think in the article... I've never climbed a mountain like this. I've climbed... Actually, I have climbed mountains before, but not, not Mount Everest. Uh, you know. Right. That's not a pun. I've been actually in Colorado. Anyway. No. um, <laughs> The standard procedure is taking a trowel, okay. digging a hole, okay. doing your business, mm-hmm. covering it up, right? Right. But over time... Ice, you know... Melts. Gives way, melts. Another another standard procedure... Well, I shouldn't say standard procedure. Another thing that some climbers do is they'll... And this one sounds kind of perilous, actually, but they'll find a crevasse, mm. s- straddle it, and <laughs> just bombs away. And uh, <laughs> the problem with that, too, is that, you know, gravity, yeah. and um, eventually everything, you know... Well, water... Well, all works. roads point to Rome, if you know what yeah. I mean, so they go back to base camp eventually, and... <laughs> and... Yeah. Uh,
0: they're they're quoting some some Sherpas as saying it's awful. Pollution's everywhere. <laughs> Our main source of water has been polluted.
1: Yeah, and they're talking about how you know because in, in the altitude boiling point is lower mm. lower temperature. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even trust boiling the snow up there because they're afraid the bacteria and the crap <laughs> won't. You know.
0: Yeah, b- I would be boil concerned away.
1: about that as well. Yep. I mean, you got enough problems. You're trying to climb Mount Everest. It's you know right frigid right. frigid isn't even the word to describe what's going it's on all up there. slippery up there slippery <laughs> like dead bodies <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> rolling around uh you know i i man this is not really the, the worst part is that you have this image of like like the mountain being so like clean and like you're at the most beautiful point in the world you can mm-hmm. see everything and I never even considered that this was the possibility. It's like walking in my backyard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a dog. I got a boxer, man. Yeah. Oh. It's true. Mines everywhere you step. Land
0: mines. The best thing about this article, Glenn, uh, is that, you know, you know how the internet is these days where you go to a website and you read a news article and what they do is they try to bombard you with similar links yes. of stuff that you'd be interested in because you're reading the story about... Uh, <laughs> human waste on Mount Everest um, <laughs> and there's a lot of links on here that suggest other articles along this line of thinking so uh, you know just because I'm reading the article I, it doesn't really mean I am deeply interested in this subject matter okay it means that I clicked some link from somewhere and ended up on your page but you know whatever I think yeah I think I've had my full my daily fill of news about about um, n- number two uh, <laughs> yeah. About any uh, anything about this kind of topic. So
1: w- one thing we didn't we didn't add that is important is that the reason. So you're thinking about this and you're like, well, why doesn't it just deteriorate? Why doesn't the mm-hmm. the the waste you know mm-hmm. degrade over time? Well, it's like it's like pooping in a freezer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's gonna hang out there for a long, long time. I didn't right? even
0: think. I, I didn't even. I I immediately made that connection. I was like, wow, that that probably would be a problem. Yeah, I didn't think about it. You know. <sighs> Well, anyway, we spent enough time on that. Look, Glenn. Hopefully, we won't ever have to climb Everest, <laughs> and we'll never have to deal with that. Oh, you know what? It's a great excuse. Oh saying, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Like you know, uh, I was going to climb Everest, uh, you know, a couple years ago, but then I read about what's up there. It just kind of grossed me out,
1: so yeah, I not You heard about what's going on at base camp?
0: Yeah. Oh. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's Even really the gross. Sherpas are <laughs> saying it's a problem. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I'm not going to go up there now. <laughs> Um, so anyway built an excuse yeah it's great it's great um, I'd always, I would always you know initially I thought I'd be weirded out most by like accidentally stepping on a body or something yeah but you may hit a strategically you may step on a strategically placed you know landmine land mine and mm-hmm. fall down the mountain I That's mean true. this is dangerous it's business dangerous stuff. it is it is yeah, for <sighs> sure well
0: okay Glenn well, that's that. Those are some interesting t- posts from Gentleman.com last week or so. Yes. And on that note, Glenn, uh, it's time for the Gentleman Toast. The Toast, right. Uh, Glenn, this is another another one of those uh, sad... Not sad, because the guy lived a great life, but he did recently pass away. Yes. We're talking about uh, the legendary Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, everybody knows him from Star Trek, his his incredibly famous character that made him a star. Um but a couple of interesting facts about Leonard Nimoy that you might not have known. Okay. Uh, Laura told me uh, in the last couple of days that he actually invented the Live Long and Prosper hand sign himself. Um, it's actually, it's a Jewish, uh, it's, a, it's a thing, it's a Jewish tradition or something that he observed in Jewish masses growing up. Huh. And he translated that over to, to the Vulcan uh, this live long, yep exactly yeah the, the split the, finger split finger thing yep is is actually in a, a Jewish thing that he he brought into the show so he also invented the uh,
1: Vulcan death pinch oh okay uh, or was it called is that is that what's called I don't know I've it's never the, been on the wrong end of that <laughs> <laughs> let me show you Glenn that sounds slang for like a uh, stomach issue or something I can't remember if that's the if if it's really called that I can't
0: remember it's <laughs> the something something pinch grip. That's pinch. It's like okay. a pinch. Anyway,
1: oh, is I, this the one near the, yeah, the neck?
0: Yeah. So I guess yeah. he had the idea for that because in the in the episode he was supposed to knock somebody out with a gun, and he thought <laughs> it would be cooler if Spock, knowing, <laughs> being this all knowing figure, had the knowledge of human anatomy to one pinch with his fingers bring somebody to their knees. Yeah. Oh. So anyway. Pretty, those are pretty important parts of Star
1: Trek that this guy came up with. Man, pretty cool. You know the writers of Star Trek hated him. Yeah. Great. What's Nimoy up to now? Yeah. I said I said that. Butt end of a gun. All right? Yeah. And he's pinching him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so he, he had some pretty
0: cool contributions to the show, not only just acting in it, but also mm-hmm. some good ideas that he, he brought along with it. Um, but also, little known facts about this guy is that he was also a musician. Yeah. Have you listened to any of his tracks? No, I haven't listened to him. i just heard of... I've heard tell of... Uh, I love this quote. I was reading this article on the New York Times about him when he passed away, and it said about his music career, though his speaking voice was among his chief assets as an actor, the critical consensus was that his music was mortifying. (laughs) And... And if you know that's true, you know... You know that's 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 probably an accurate assessment because they're saying about this about him after he's like this is their their article about him after he's passed away.
1: So they're sugarcoating <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's More what I'm getting. Mortifying is sugarcoating. So anyway, Glenn, I, before you got over here, I was I was listening to the Battle of the Big Bilbo Baggins. Oh, this is oh wow. When did this come out? This this was uh, I think this was originally on a record in the late '60s or early early '70s. This is just like a like a Zeppelin song. So his first album I think was called like Space Music from Spock or something like that. Oh no! And uh, one of the things that's really weird is he sings If I Had a Hammer, you know that folk song. Yeah. It's him singing that, and then...
1: Is that uh, John, the Ballad of John Henry? Is that what we're
0: talking about? I don't know. It, it's a famous folk song. Okay. You you know if you heard it. But then okay. the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins is as bad as it sounds. It's quite bad. And I even found a music video for it. A music video? Yeah, which I'll probably... I li- <laughs> need to link it up. We're not doing uh, a very good job toasting
1: this guy. Yeah. We're more yeah. like roasting him. No, no, no. All I'm saying is... Oh, it's... Oh, it's the music really video has Star Trek. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Anyway, it's really
0: weird. I'll have to listen to this after the show's over. Yeah. Okay, but the point is he had a music career. Uh, but I also want to say about him that he was also... His first job as a... He was a director for three films. And his first job directing was one of the Star Trek movies. That was his first out. Like the um, I can't remember which one it 80s? was. 80s? Yeah, huh. 80s. And then he directed, I think, the second most grossing box office Star Trek movie after that. And then the third one he directed was Look Who's Talking. What? Uh with the uh, uh, The voices it? of the babies? Yes, exactly. And it was the biggest I think it was the highest grossing movie in 1987 or something like that or 86. Uh and so but so he directed three movies, 2 Star Trek, 1 Look Who's Talking. Wasn't there a sequel to Look Who's Talking? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Look Who's Talking. It was Three Men and a Baby.
1: Oh, okay, so three that's Men and uh a baby. Yeah. That's uh Mustache Guy. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, I, I get those confused all the time. Same time period.
0: Yeah, exactly. But so anyway, the, the point is, is that it was a super successful movie, and that was his directing career. And he he walked away from it, and he was like, you know what, I'm I'm done directing. That's it. Hmm. I've done it. It was it was good, but I, I don't need to do it anymore. So uh, basically, just did some did some really cool stuff. I'm I'm a huge fan of his Spock character. Um, he he also did you know made appearances on Star Trek stuff, and then he also cra- yeah directed he acted and stuff he uh did a series called in search of he was a the narrator for it was basically supernatural oh.
1: investigation
0: stuff or whatever Whoa. uh kind of a classic 19 i think early 80s t- television series oh,
1: man. so did a,
0: did a lot of cool stuff and it's it's too bad he passed away um you know he had, a, he had a long he had a long life it sounded like it was very fulfilling for him and and I love the fact that his two biographies were named I Am Not Spock and I Am Spock.
1: <laughs> How awesome would it have been if his, that album was named Spock and Roll? Yeah. Right?
0: That would have been Spock much Spock and Roll? Where were you at
1: when he was trying to name this stuff? I was but a twinkle in my
0: father's eye. <sighs> That's true. Man, you got to watch that music video. I'm going to link that up on the podcast. Okay. Now. Everybody, uh, I will put that on the podcast.gentleman.com link for this episode. You're going to have to watch this video to believe it. I mean, it is out there. Uh, but anyway, Glenn, here's to, here's to Leonard Nimoy. To Leonard. Live long and prosper. Yes. Well, you did live well, long and prosper. He did, and he prospered. So he's self-fulfilling prophecy. So maybe we should live long and prosper. We will live long and prosper. In the name of Leonard Nimoy. Cheers, Leonard.
1: Okay, Glenn. Okay. Uh, woo. The beer is... I enjoy this beer. Yeah. It's good. It's a solid beer. hmm Okay, Glenn.
0: Uh, it's time for the... Um, Hot button. Topic. topic. And uh, well, this week, uh, you know, Google Google does this all the time. This happens like every week, but every week, Google. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Google Plus. It sounds like might be on its on its deathbed. It sounds like it's. Or is it? Or, or is it? Yeah. Uh, it's it's controversial. No one really knows because. There's been all this kind of behind-the-scenes thing, and people are kind of looking at it like, are, are you guys killing off Google+, and Google keeps saying, no, 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 no. Everything's fine. We're just moving staff around, you know, whatever. We're just like, chopping it up. We're reassigning pieces. people and, and this and that, but, mm-hmm. you know, Google+, Plus is fine. It's doing well. It's doing great. And then this week, they're, they're
1: chopping off the photo sharing and the the Hangouts part of Google+. Plus. It sounds like they're taking – there's like three or four components of Google+, and mm-hmm. they're kind of splitting them off in their own thing. Mm-hmm. Because in the article that you sent to me in, in about this topic, yeah. it was a wired article that was talking about how Google Plus is actually one of the best like secret it's secretly become the best photo sharing uh, app or site. Okay. Yeah, I've never for, sure up, where, for uploading photos, it was like you got all this space oh. is really good. I don't know. I never really I never used that. Google Plus for no. that. I never really used Google Plus, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I did a little bit, but not very much. But but in order to truly understand how weird this is, we have to rewind a couple years. Yeah. When basically Google came out, and this is fun for us to talk about because we build websites. Yeah. So this is right up our alley. But a, a few years ago, Google came out and said, look, we got a feeling that the social business is a big thing, mm-hmm. and we want to crush Facebook.
0: Yeah. We
1: want to crush Facebook. Right. And and Twitter. Yep. But we and so anyway they they um, they put all this all these resources all this manpower all this time and money R and D into building Google Plus yeah and Google Plus is kind of a cool little yeah. thing uh, when it launched I was like well this is pretty cool this is nice but yeah. I also have, have Facebook yeah um, right so then Google said well <laughs> you got Facebook but does it integrate with search yeah and so then there's all this you know. SEO benefit, you know, search mm-hmm. engine. You want to rank well, you got to use Google Plus and blah blah blah. Yeah, and so then it's like this weird. You're forced to use it. Yeah, yeah. They did all these things to kind of encourage people to use it.
0: The other thing I thought was funny was Facebook. Uh, as soon as you know, the whole central idea behind Google Plus was this circles idea. Right. It's like you don't. Not everybody's your same level of friends, so right. you you don't need like a list of friends. You need like categories of friends. You know, which right. kind of makes sense, but not really. You know, like I could use it for like if the use case that I always thought of was like if you're a coworker with somebody, right? And then you have your friends, and maybe right. you have your family, or you have acquaintances. But you're you not have- really gonna want to. Every time I added somebody or somebody added me, they wanted me to they wanted me to put them in a category, and I was like, well, I don't really know what I don't have a category for that person. I talked yeah. to them two times or you know whatever. Like yeah. Anyway, point is, so that was there. I but as soon as Google Plus came out with that idea. um, Facebook didn't they do the same thing? Friends they, list, yeah. Friends list, and then they also did this thing where you could like follow somebody but not friend them, right? You know, like it, just kind of like
1: Twitter, yeah.
0: Because I think well, Twitter, but then like Google Plus was doing that too. Like you didn't have to like friend them or add them to, to, to s- a circle. You could like follow their posts or something, nah, and then I don't like, know. you got into this weird thing between the two. I don't know what it's so bizarre, but the point is Google's like constantly starting stuff and stopping it, right,
1: Brian. As co-creator of Gentleman, Mm -hmm. I can say that that is... That may work for Google, right? They got billions of dollars in their war chest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, you know, people... But at the end of the day, Google's Google because of search. Yeah. Right? And so they're not... They're not relying on Google+. Plus. It was more like an experiment, I think. Mm-hmm. Even though they said it wasn't. They said it was going to be very central to their business. Yeah. Apparently it's not. They always say that. Right. All the time. Well, but this time was different because they had like... Yeah. They basically said it's do or die. hmm And it turns out people still use Google, whether or not it has social data baked into it. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. People need to find stuff. Google's still the best. Here's Here's the thing... Yeah. I think...
0: Here's the thing that... Here's the thing that it's makes me think of it makes me think that they're really worried about the importance of their search engine going forward Um, because they're trying all this other stuff to try i mean try to get you know in all this industry because i mean well i shouldn't say that they're worried about their ads because their ads are what makes them money right and they control the ads on their search engine and what if that becomes less and less relevant over time right and so that's what they're concerned about and I mean I don't I guess I'd argue that you know, everybody's always gonna be searching for something on the web. But maybe that's not the case. I don't really know. Can't predict the future. So they're trying to diversify in all these different markets and find something else that's gonna that's gonna
1: keep Like you know. Google Glass or Fiber, yeah. or all this stuff. Yeah. They got their they got their pi, they got their fingers in a lot of pies. I was reading something crazy the other day about them doing some project
0: where they're they're using balloons to yep. deploy internet service. Wi Fi yeah. uh, you know, so they're trying just about everything you can. They're trying hard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think I like the idea of trying stuff and then failing at it and giving up at it. I mean, because I – as far – not in life in general, but just as far as, like <laughs> – <laughs> I know, I know. That's not how I live my life, folks. <laughs> but uh, as far as, like, web stuff, that's what you want to do. The idea is that you try to see if something works, and if it works, you spend time on it. If it doesn't, you close up shop. You know, you lost the time, but you didn't lose a ton of money. And call it good Google has the advantage of being able to hire and, and remove and move teams to do different things all the time right. um, so so they have a lot of opportunity to try to do different stuff so I mean on one hand I think it's pretty cool on the other hand I mean you look at stuff like Google Wave that whatever their Dig clone was when Dig was popular they tried yeah. to buy Dig and then right. that fell through and so they just created their own which totally failed yeah surprise <sighs> so I don't know Glenn I don't, I don't know what the story is with
1: that they, uh, man I tell you what I I get, I get the whole innovation thing, but this is a little different instance because <laughs> they said, they came out and they said, this is this is, this is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. This is like the back. This is going to be the backbone of everything. Right. <laughs> everything is going to go through the Google Plus right platform. Right. And they're like, well, I mean, maybe I mean, not. But the, I mean, when we say platform, we yeah. mean like <sighs> Splintered platform. We mean like uh, the photo sharing was really good. Right. Right, so I don't know. It's like I guess I'm kind of jaded with the whole, uh, you know. I'm always a little leery signing up for Google products now.
0: Yeah, you know. Well, I think I think everybody's starting to feel. I I definitely feel that. Like I feel a little bit weird about having Google do my email. Yep. But the reality situation with that is like, um, they're 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 good at <laughs> they're good at it. Yeah. They're good about they're good at security. They're good yep. at. You know that kind of thing, like so. I'm kind of willing to just throw that out there in the breeze and hope for the best. But a lot of people would be up a creek if
1: Gmail went the way of the dodo. Yeah, the exactly.
0: Reason. A lot of a lot of people rely on that. So I mean, <laughs> we, I guess we should talk about you know, Gmail was, a, was a something they just spun up and it was right. wildly successful. Right. So you know, they got that Google Maps was Google Maps. legendary. AdSense. AdSense. Yep.
1: Which ended up making them a lot. A yeah, so they've had my, a
0: lot of hits, you know, for for a lot of misses too, but...
1: Eh, I don't know. So, I guess we we kind of uh, can well, agree that innovation is good, trying things is good. But there's something weird about with the way that Google goes about it. There I don't know is. what it is. Like, they try to make everything sound really important, and then they're yeah. like, oh, hey, just kidding.
0: Yeah, Not important. I think it's more of a marketing issue than anything else. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I think what... What some people get right is that they like kind of, if you have something great, it'll, it'll become popular. Like, you don't have to force it down people's throats. Like, it'll, it'll be good. Right. Like, you know, if you don't have something great and you're trying to force it down people's throats, probably not going to work out. Right. Um, right. So, I think, I mean, you know, one area that Google does not have a foothold in is uh, manly websites. That's right. Glenn, look, they've got nothing. <laughs> look, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm just pointing that out. I'm just saying. If if Google if Google is interested in some advice, if they're interested uh, in you know writing us a, a long check, very long lengthy check, <laughs> um, we could you know we could, we could we could discuss such things. So anyway, point is yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool that Google is able to do this. I don't think there should be any shame. I think there's, there's a certain amount of. Uh, they get the stories get a lot of press because people like to gloat that that Google failed at this or right. Google failed at that or they like to see a technology company fail.
1: Well, I, I don't know. We'll see. I but the, the moral of the story is is that we're not gonna we're not gonna come out with the gentleman uh, email gentleman app, wa- gentleman wave, gentleman wave. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's a wave of the future. Wave the wave of the future. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know, Glenn. Never say never. <laughs> that's
1: true I am excited if I can if I can change it for a little run I am excited because we've got some tasty little nuggets that's true coming down the gentleman development pipeline that's right that's right I'm not going to tip our hand
0: it's like uh, we've, yeah it's like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory over here we've got mm-hmm. uh, Augustus Gloops over here testing our our wares <laughs> falling in the chocolate river that's exactly right getting stuck in that pipe uh, but yeah we're working on a couple things yeah uh, You've been warned. Yeah, and then there'll be a couple. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll be fun. We we got a we got a big week coming up. Um, we do. We we're uh, we're going to be doing some work, clearing some house. That's right. Cleaning some code,
1: and we're going to be really vague.
0: <laughs> well, we've already accomplished that, Glenn. Okay, done. Uh, speaking of being vague, let's C- uh, finish up the episode, Glenn, with C- the uh, question from the gentleman mailbag. Okay. Um, <laughs> This is a fun question. I really like this one. Um, this question is very open-ended. Okay. What is the best movie with a plot that involves the internet? <sighs> All right. When, when you first posed this to me. I said, like, I said that like it was like 1994 or something. Well, the, the thing is. The plot involves the internet.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, that's where my mind went, right? Yeah. So there's been a lot of movies recently mm-hmm. about the internet. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll maybe you'll say it's starting, well. starting to become into like more and more into society. So
0: basically, the internet's part of every movie now. Right. But it's back very in the amazing. day. It was like whoa, computer screen.
1: My first recollection of, and actually, to be honest, I really don't think the internet played a, a big part of this. But it must have been a 1993 or 1994 movie, Disney movie, oh. no less, mm-hmm. called Blank Check. Blank Check. Where the plot is this, Brian? Okay. The main character, probably ten years old, I think if I remember this correctly, he's riding his bike or something of this nature, and this high-powered businessman uh, hits yeah. him, hits yeah. him, yeah. hits his, his bike. bike, breaks his bike. Yeah, and he says, "Great, now my bike's broken." And the yeah. guy's like, "How much do you want for it?" And he's like, "I don't know. I mean,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. You know, and this whole like back and forth about how much he needs. He's like, whatever, kid. Here's a blank check. Just have your dad fill it out or whatever." And so the kid takes a check home, and through some sort of computer wizardry, yeah, he manages to um, print the million dollars. Okay, a million dollars on as, a, uh, as the amount on the check, right? And he takes it to his bank, and somehow the stars aligned where the bank had something going on. Anyway, they cash his kid's check, the kid's check for a million dollars, and this guy had a million dollars, and so anyway, stars aligned for this kid, mm-hmm. but he. And so, and then the rest of the movie was about how he's spending the money. and How does this involve the internet, Glenn? Uh, there was a point where there was a modem dialing up. Oh. And I think he used the internet to, to... make the check or something? He did something. Maybe he was buying stuff. I don't know. But the whole time I was like, that was my first, like, what the crap is the internet? Like, yeah. Like,
0: how... What? what is- it's so weird how the internet used to be this weird thing that no one knew <laughs> right. what it was or how it
1: worked. Well, apparently 10-year-old kids in movies knew how to, you yeah. know... Do all the stuff in computers that... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, blank check. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. I'm telling you, it's just like that's the first place my mind wandered. Okay. What about you, Brian? Well, I've got a couple of them. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go through a couple decades here, Glenn. All right. Uh, I'm going to
0: start in the 80s. Oh. With a little movie called War Games. War Games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was awesome. That was a good movie. Uh, Matthew Broderick. Yep. uh, Is able to crack into the National Defense Department's secret... Computer system via a modem. Uh, that's almost <laughs> unrecognizable today. Uh, he like puts the phone down on top of something, and then it it like changes it into a modem, and then he hacks the government with it. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that didn't like Ronald Reagan like yes. enact some legislation based on seeing that movie. Uh, or something?
1: What was it? It was. Um, uh, what was that? It was the missile, the defense project. Oh yeah. What was it called? Thousand. Oh. Well,
0: anyway. Anyway, no, I, yeah. But that just tells you how crazy, like, yeah, that generation was over, like, technology. Like, they didn't really get it, and, like, you know. If
1: it's in a movie.
0: Yeah. It's gotta be important. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway.
1: The, oh, Star. Something Star. Oh, gosh.
0: Death Star? No, it was. No. But it was like that. It was named after, like, Star Wars or something. Yeah, it had it a Star like, Wars name. Yeah.
1: Or something. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't know, Glenn. doesn't matter. I'm going to sound ignorant ignorant now, but... Well, uh, yeah. The point is that after seeing that movie, basically, this is all... Look, Glenn. The entire podcast is based on a very (laughs) loose, very... Our own very loose interpretation of various facts that may or may not uh, be, be accurate in any way. So... Yeah. Um... Anyway, Glenn. Anyway. Okay, so so that was so that all took place in the eighties. And that was the first time I really when I was a kid I saw that and I didn't understand any of these concepts. I had no idea what it was. Right. Then there's like the nineties. Okay. You could go with a movie like The Net. The net right or hackers hackers, yeah, Remember that uh, one. the net was like Sandra Bullock, and she was like
1: she was uh, a hacker,
0: yeah, she like she knew all this stuff about computers, and then somebody like kidnapped her, trying to get some secret yeah. drive file that you know whatever, but it's really interesting to see like the public's like fascination with the internet, you know what I mean, right, uh they made an entire movie called the Net, because people were they didn't understand what it was <laughs> um. So that's pretty interesting. And now it's very ingrained in our lives, but it's it's funny to think back to that time where you went and like saw a movie about the internet. Right. You know? Uh anyway, I, I and I started using I started using AOL when I in like nineteen ninety three or ninety two or something. Wow. I remember that yeah, that was my first exposure to actually doing stuff on a computer and it was it was pretty interesting. It was an interesting time. Wow. Um so yeah, I was a Young chap at the time. I remember playing Doom. On, Doom, yes. On my for my parents' first computer, and it was quite quite an experience. Uh, but anyway, Glenn, we're getting off topic. So the third, okay, so the third and the best one that I think, okay, out of all those, those are those are both great movies. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a little movie called The Social Network. <laughs> Eric Sorkin. Um, I this is one of those movies that I like because. On one hand, it's bad. Right. Like, there are aspects of it that are like, wow, this is really bad. Yeah. But I enjoy that part of it because I know it's about a social network, you know? Right. Uh, it also kind of... It's somewhat realistically... Like, the technology they use, they don't do it stupidly. It's not like the net where everything's fake and everything like that. Like, right. Like, it's somewhat realistic, you know? The the way that somebody stays up all night and programs something or, you know, just stuff like that. The mm-hmm. way he describes the technology in the movie, it's fairly realistic, um, I like the fact that they put a lot of time and effort into like recreating that time period where Zuckerberg was yeah. doing all this stuff. And like, even like the blog posting he's making right. looks legitimate, um, just stuff right. like that. Uh, so I think it's really good. It's also a really good story about human beings and not just technology. It's not really about a social network. It's about the people that are building it right, and the relationships, you know that kind of yeah. take place between that. So anyway, I, I think that's that's probably my favorite
1: movie about the internet. I mean, it's really well done. It is. I mean, it won awards. I yeah. mean, it won big time awards. I can't yeah. remember what it wasn't best picture, was it? It was no.
0: <laughs> Pretty sure it didn't win best
1: picture. But maybe it won best score. Because Trent Reznor did the yeah. That that could
0: be, and it, it, that is a good that is a good movie soundtrack. I yeah. will give him that. Yeah. Um, but I think it was best. It won best. Something, not picture, but I think it won best screenplay or something. Best screenplay, yeah. could have. I mean, telling a compelling story about the creation of Facebook, let me tell you something. Creation of Facebook was way more boring than they made that movie. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it was an entertaining movie to watch, and that's a tough thing to pull off. Because right. if you've ever heard Zuck speak in real life, he's a dork, man. He is a, <laughs> like, grade A,
1: number one dork yes Um, sorry to interrupt you yeah. they won best writing okay they won best achievement of film editing they won best uh, music written for motion okay. pictures that, that's fair okay they were nominated for best picture yeah that, I, I, a lot of people get best best actor leading actor <sighs> mm-hmm. best director didn't win cinematography best sound mixing anyway like, okay right. so they won some awards
0: yeah, they're nominated for a lot and won a few. Yeah, yep. Uh, I think I think that was based on the low bar effect, and that that is what that's when you create a movie that's About- based on Facebook, and then people are like, "Wow, this is actually I'm actually enjoying watching this. They're right? Like, this is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys pulled off an incredible achievement, man. Aaron Sorkin <laughs> is the man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, West Wing. I love that show. I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum. The show is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh gosh. um Glenn, you got IMDB right up and right in front of you. you know, I'm going to rewind Glenn DB okay. right up here. GDB. GDB. Aaron Sorkin. Okay, West Wing. He had a little show called Sports Night. Mm-hmm. One of my okay. favorite shows of all time. Yep. He also did a show after that called, uh, with Matthew Perry no less, called... Studio Friends. Six Friends. <laughs> Friends. I'll be there for you. <laughs> no, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Hmm. I remember uh, that one. It was like a one season. It was a. I think it was a victim of the writer's strike. Anyway, Aaron Sorkin is the man. Yeah, he's the man. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. I I, I, could, I couldn't believe it when I was watching it.
0: And I was like, wow, I actually kind of like this movie, um, both ironically and somewhat seriously. So, uh, anyway, and
1: he, he's filming a Steve Jobs movie yes. right now. That's, I did not that's know that. That's True. Yeah,
0: they're doing another Moneyball. So anyway Glenn So yeah, I just you American know. president. Yeah, he's done some movies he's that done, have been successful. Done some stuff. Um, Sonia That that would be my pick. Would be uh, the Social Network. The Social Network. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's weird because again they embellish some things and they they use some terminology that's just like okay nobody nobody really does that.
0: Yeah. But as far as, when you're watching that as a web developer, when I was watching that, I was like, right. well,
1: they, they did a pretty good job of like right.
0: representing like right. how stuff sort of is. Right. I mean, it's obviously clearly embellished. Yes, yes. There's a lot of stuff that's really embellished. But when, you watch, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, I can, kind, I can see how this is somewhat realistic. Yep. Um, so anyway. But yeah, so that, that, like I said, low bar. Also, he, he did manage to make the central figure, which is Mark Zuckerberg, seem interesting
1: yeah and you kind of felt bad for him at the end yeah which is amazing I which mean, is amazing considering all he did was steal because yeah I, like from people and uh, piss yeah. off his friends uh, yeah <laughs> stab his friends in the yeah. back yeah basically yeah. he's just like this conflicted character mm-hmm. when in reality i think he's just a cyborg yeah i don't
0: know a really boring cyborg <laughs> I, t- look i don't I you I gotta went- get to know him all right i've never talked to him in person but i went to go with I saw him speak one time uh, at South by Southwest. I saw him uh, in a couple of different interviews, and my goodness. It was painful. Man, the guy just, holy crap. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing that he's kind of stayed behind the scenes the whole time. He's kind of being thrust into the public right now, and it's kind of embarrassing to, yeah. To, to, I don't know. I, I, don't get me into it, but I'm just saying, like, the guy is a super dork. And that's that's cool. It all worked out for him. He made a lot of money. Well,
1: it's interesting me because you got a guy like Bill Gates, right? right? Who is like extremely dorky. Yeah, you know, typical still, nerd. There's something about him yeah. that's like very genuine and very yeah. like. But still, so we watch interviews with him. When you watch interviews with him, even yeah. when he was a kid,
0: yeah, still like he's still with it. You can tell he's like, you know, whatever. You get he's stuck comfortable up with there. What he is. Yeah,
1: and it just seems like. This, like who is this guy? Like what? Uh, yeah, it makes you. It kind of pisses you off that this guy is so successful. <laughs> and yeah, he's like the personality of this bottle opener. Don't get me wrong,
0: the guy. The guy definitely. Did, I mean, you can't be that successful and just fake it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be substance. Yeah, you got to. So. You got to steal him. I'm not trying to throw the guy under the bus too much.
1: <laughs> but uh, anyway, no. It is. You're right. You know, he is. They. they he's. Been quite a visionary, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, there are some questions about the way he built Facebook, yeah, in terms of you know legality mm-hmm. and you know ethics, ethically, yeah. But at the end of the day, he had a, he had brilliant ideas and executed him, and yada yada yada. Look, he's Glenn, a billionaire. He he created
0: Facebook. That's fine. We created gentlemen. That's right. So we're even. Tit for tat. Exactly. Tit for tit. Tit. For t- <laughs> Some might say. Yes, Glenn. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, Glenn. Uh, well, that was episode 49,
1: Glenn. 49. You mm-hmm. know what? Next week, we're going to be... Turning 50. Turning 50. Half a century. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Bicentennial. It's been, it's been quite a ride, Glenn. Wait, bicentennial? Nope. That's 200. <laughs> uh, uh, Half centennial. 50, half... The point five
0: centennial. I don't know what is. .5 cent- um But yeah, we made it.
1: It looks like we made it. <laughs> That's all they put on the song. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah,
0: next week we turn fifty. That'll be that'll be a, that'll be a milestone. It we should. Will. Uh, what, what can we do? What's going on, on we next should, week? We should commemorate that. We somehow. will. If you're a usergentleman.com,
1: yes. We
0: will, uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll throw some extra information out there. Brian, I, I, take, I take issue with the word user. It's like they're dickhead. You're right. You're, right. you're, you're a right. member. No, no, no. no. You're a friend. They're our friends. You're not a crackhead. You're not a gentleman head. If you, well, if you... There are uh, a few you out
1: there. Right? If
0: you go to Gentleman.com, if you are a member of Gentleman.com, you're a friend. That's what, that's what we like to think about it. You know what? We're more than friends. We're family. Yeah. Well, we talk about it all the time. We talk about, you know, we say our friends at Gentleman.com. As far as, look, everybody, everybody that's a member of our site is one of our buddies. That's right. So. so. Yeah. So anyway, Glenn. Yeah. We uh, I, I guess we, we don't say this enough, but we really appreciate everybody that actually does use the site and hangs out with us and, you know, comments on stuff and. Send uh, us emails and Send us emails and, and all that stuff. It's, and it's, mock-ups
1: it's, of the MTS. Uh, yeah
0: it's yeah it's pretty awesome dude uh, yeah we were looking at that earlier that's pretty cool <laughs> um but anyway i'm yeah. on cheese uh, so glenn yeah so uh, we'll 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 have some some interesting we'll have some some i don't know i don't know how you say it we, uh, we'll have some cool cool stuff to pass along next week that's right it'll be a little mini celebration yeah um but anyway that's next week glenn that's we're right we're in focus, the now we gotta focus on this week and finish out finish out strong all right
1: What's um, doing, Brian? Okay, well, Glenn, uh, I'm Brian McKinney, and thank you guys for listening. I'm Glenn Stansbury. Live long and prosper. <laughs>